Let's do let's do Stuart. Let's do Stuart. I'm ready if you are. God. Yeah, well let's do Stuart because it'll be a five minute one because I'm not gonna deal with this voice. Um <laughs> No, it's fine. Um, okay. So Stuart, for our listeners, is the random voiced NPC that Gideon saw in the army camp of the Commonwealth before they spoke to General Cole in God, how many how, how long ago was that? That was that had to be in the early late spring, early summer, right? Yeah, I mean, like episode, like it would have been like episode fourteen, somewhere in that general area. Early ep- episode maybe? fourteen is when you get arrested. Um, I'm looking at our our stuff right now. It had to be maybe ten, ten to twelve then. Yeah, episode eleven is when you. Yep, episode 11 is when it happened. The party goes through a Commonwealth checkpoint. So, episode 11, I haven't tried to stab you yet, is when we get a random-voiced NPC, Stuart, which, Carson, you had to voice as talking to Gideon. Um, (laughs) I was actually talking about Gideon because somebody Uh, insulted Gideon. Yeah. And and Stuart defended him. God. I don't know, he seems okay to me. And I think we basically said that Stuart like had served under Gideon at some point, so maybe we should throw him into the third backstory episode. Um, That's so good. <laughs> I'm so in. <laughs> and since we got to pick all these NPCs that we're doing these little clips of, uh, somebody picked Stuart. Um, oh, God. So, Stuart... I have fewer meaningful NPCs in the world in general, so yeah. I think Stuart was just one of my default ones. Yeah, it makes sense. The The biggest problem was filtering through all the ones that, like, no one who, like, trying to get... There was a bunch suggested that we never got in the audio, and, like, some of them are from the text space, and I'm like, okay, well, we can we can do this because there's a lot of the text space. But it was still filtering some of the ones that were, like, from other stories that aren't even involved. I'm like, no, we can't do those types, but... So, we kind of discussed before, Stuart decided to leave the Commonwealth Army, basically, right? Yes, I, like, I think um, he uh, kind of actually followed Gideon's example in a weird way. <laughs> That's how he ended up in Durga. And so... He was in Durga for a while, right? Is he still in Durga in, in the vignette we're about to do? That's what I, I, I think we're kind of leading up to where we think he might be, because I think he went to Durga. You know what I would really love? If he had somehow, through, like, sheer dumb luck, Mr. Bean style, become an arena champion. That would be... Oh. I mean, we can do that route. The problem... The problem is we're doing current time frame as when the party is in Duskshire. And Durga... Right, so Durga is a smoldering heap at the moment. Yeah, Durga is... Uh, one of our other story, Bird Games, has basically started to destroy Durga. Um, so, I I feel like he went to Durga and was there for a while. And maybe he did become, like, an arena champion for a while. Because it was months. It could have been months. Uh, we'll do a random side story of Gideon's time in Durga and he'll run into Stuart at some point. Um, we'll include that into the backstory too. No, that's not backstory. But anyways, um, I I kind of picture him like being in Durga for a while, but then as soon as the Commonwealth starts like making their moves, 
he just gets out of there and starts heading like north toward Silvermane. So I kind of like the idea of us running into him. Like right now, he's like in an inn on the road towards Silvermane. So what do you think he's doing? Does Stuart play an instrument? Does Stuart just kind of hunker down and not get involved with people? I think Stuart gets involved with people. Um, I think he's fairly clumsy, generally speaking. Um, I mean, he his personality is what his voice is. Um <laughs> But uh, he is a seasoned soldier and has survived this long. So I think he's competent competent with a blade or uh, actually imagine him using a spear in his hands. Um, but um, he, pro- I, uh, he probably got rid of any armor that had like Commonwealth stuff on it. Yeah, I think he's been traveling uh, and, and I think I don't think he's even wearing plate anymore. He's probably wearing some kind of... Um, studded leather or something along those lines do you think he like um, what is like we i mean this is just because <laughs> do you think he's like trying to like what is his goal like what is his plan is he gonna join the army of silvermane or is he done with fighting is he gonna go try to be like some sort of worker um hmm. i think he's being cautious about his commonwealth ties um but I think he has, I think the main reason he left uh, Gideon, running into Gideon um, was the impetus catalyzed him leaving. I think it had already been in the back of his mind because as he'd passed through Vindwin, he saw the people living their lives there and kind of came to his own conclusion. Uh, you know, maybe even before he'd shipped out to Vindwin, he had heard the rumblings of the last 10 years in the Commonwealth, that there was some kind of foundation for a movement, uh, like a liberation movement. And so that had been, you know, in the back of his mind. And then he goes to Vindowin and sees people of every uh, race and every creed um, living their lives in at least relative uh, peace and, you know, with, with uh, freedom to do what they please. And he just called to him. So he ended up striking out on his own. Um, I think he's probably still finding himself, but in an ideal world, he would find somewhere quiet to kind of settle down and figure out what he wants to do. I think he has taken like week long apprenticeships Hmm. throughout like every village or settlement that he has passed through. I think he's probably spent a week as a blacksmith and a week as a fisherman and a week as a hunter. And, you know, he's just trying everything out to see what sticks. And I think he is like, perfectly average at everything <laughs> maybe perfectly slightly below average even at everything just trying to do his best i think right now he is so what is what is silverbane known for um he it's known for its thunders like which is what we call conventions um it's known for the gardens and the groundskeeper, which is which is the ancient purple dragon that like keeps beautiful. I think he's a gardener right now. <laughs> which yeah, the the gardener, the groundskeeper keeps like a large, like couple square miles of like acreage and stuff that they they some of it is like crafted and grown purposely and pruned in certain ways, so it's you know um and shapes topiaries and stuff like that 
but then some of it is just wild woods that he keeps and so like that's one of the things silverbrain is known for it's a very very tight city uh it's one of your very stereotypical large massive in like stone walls and has a standing army that's like it's not like durga that was open and wide and just sprawling this is a very tight city and the king uh calvin mayboss like kind of runs it very tightly and like uh, militaristic a little bit i'm trying to think of what else it was known for really it's it's known for having a constant war with dust uh dust tide um <laughs> uh is there like a like the the fruits and vegetables of the groundskeepers gardens are they sold is it like their primary the primary export of silverbane um, it's definitely like it's one of the it's a very big fruit and vegetable. It's mostly fruits. It's lots of trees and vines like that. It's a very large export for them. Um, wines and things like that. Yeah, too. and lots of lots of um, maybe maybe he's not a gardener. Maybe he's trying his hand as like um, a vendor. Mm. Like he's got like a stall in you know like a kiosk in the farmers market. Oh. And yeah, one of its biggest things is textiles, like fiber or like threads and things like that. Like that makes sense too. Yeah. So it's I I finally pulled up my one note about it, and that's like, um, it has like a decent magical population. Uh, there's a guild called the Magic Swell, which is like a, a wizarding guild of some sort. Um, it's also one of the cities that's known as a dragon home. So there's a very pretty decent sized population of dragons that live their lives there and like have jobs and things like that. Like there's a, a messenger's guild that is headquartered in this sit like in a small village next to Silverbane. But so it's a lot of messengers and a lot of dragons run messages. That's where Brett's one character red was working. Um, right. The red dragon. Um, but yeah, they deal in textiles and the garden basically. So yeah, lots of fruit trees, lots of vines, lots of wines. Um so So yeah, he's got So you think he's at like a little yeah, a little a little booth in like the market square or something? Yeah, it looks like um like your, you know, run of the mill lemonade stand kind of set up, but he's got maybe some some semi nice like, you know, drapes um enlivening the um the booth um that he got, you know, on a discount. Somebody was maybe about to get rid of him or something. You patched him up a little better. You know, somebody who could patch him up a little bit. Um, so he's dressed it up a little bit. He's um, trying his hand at being a salesman. What is he selling exactly? Um, I think he did spend a week at least in the gardens. <laughs> um, and they still um, uh, like him well enough there. So I think it is um, produce that he is selling. Uh, not textiles, um, but like um, definitely not like prized. Pro- probably your more run of the mill um, fruits and vegetables, maybe um, like you know potatoes, maybe squash, um, some root vegetables and low lying things that he could get pretty easily. Carrots and um, you know nothing. That would be seen as exorbitant or, um, you know. But stuff that everybody needs. I mean. Yeah, stuff that uh, people need. And I think Stuart does 
um, enjoy the work because he is helping people. I don't think he's taking anybody for a ride. I think he's willing to work with people whenever they, you know, came up short for how much it was going to cost. Um, that's why he's not an especially good uh, vendor, salesman, but um, he's, he's eking out a living and he's satisfied with his work for the time being. He's got like two pseudo dragons that are like sleeping on the top of his uh, his kiosk. They like seem to follow him around pretty pretty much all the time. Um, one of them's like a nice. One of them is muddy brown. Yeah, wh- and quite rotund. <laughs> um, and the other one is like like a pale. Purple, like a lavender or a periwinkle, and it's very angular in ways that don't re like it, like um, like its body is almost like a teardrop, like it gets narrower towards its head, and its head is set. Um, uh, like it's got, I don't know, it's longer than it is wide, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and it's got a rounded front, but the, the back of it narrows almost to a point. Hmm. <laughs> that's awesome i love it and these two just seem to follow him around they uh they don't go into his home with him like they don't act like they're his pets but they definitely like he's noticed that they are the two that have followed him around basically since he started working in the garden they're not his pets but he definitely feeds them yeah one of them's one of them uh the the little like periwinkle one is actually holding a potato up there and has been like randomly just roasting it with his breath and biting off the chunks that it burns. And that's how it's been eating it. Um, does he have names for those two? Or does he just call them like Pseudo Dragon 1 and Pseudo Dragon 2? <laughs> 1 and 2? Definitely doesn't call them that now. Periwinkle and, and Bulbous. Um. <laughs> it's. Um... I think he calls the muddy brown one sap hmm. and um, calls uh, the periwinkle one breeze. Hmm. We already have a breeze in the world, don't we? Not that no, I'm thinking of Sanderson. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we do. And it's fine. There's all, you know, people name things. You can, people can name things the same thing. <laughs> you're right but it gets i mean odds are incredibly good that we'll never see these two again. yep but it's still better to try to differentiate where you can and so i like but anyway one of the things that sap and breeze one of the things is like every, oh you know people in these fantasy worlds never make towns with the same name but then you drive through like like my drive down to tennessee i see like three paris and i know of at least two different say there are there are athens everywhere oh yeah and there's two different salems in ohio itself there's like uh, West Salem and Salem. And then, of course, there's Salem, Oregon. There's Salem. You know, there's Salem's all over the place. Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, the the no, big main one. So, like, people name things the same thing. I've seen Londons throughout Europe. Or, uh, throughout Europe. Throughout America. So, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like, I don't. We could do an interaction with like a customer or something, but I don't think we really need to. I kind of like the idea of we're just like we just see Stuart working, and we see him like we see him in the garden, um, and then we see him at his kiosk, and 
he's just kind of living his life. Do you want? Do you have a scene that you think he could do, or uh, maybe maybe just the description of Stewart? Because I don't know if we've ever gotten that. Yeah, yeah. What does he look like? Um, as he's as he's selling so, potatoes, and like an older lady is there, and she's trying to buy like just a couple of potatoes and carrots. And what does he look like selling these to her? So I think he's in his mid thirties, uh, tanned skin, um, well worn from uh, a life in the military. I think he is, um, not really lean. I mean, he's definitely not overweight. Um, he's put on some weight, I'm sure. Um, since he has left the military because he's not working out as rigorously as he was through his training. Um, but I'm picturing like right at 200 pounds, right at five, nine, um, close cropped brown hair, brown eyes, um, at this point has just some scruff on his face just cause he's not, you know, forced to shave every day and, and keep, um, regulations or anything like that. And like for all intents and purposes, this man is the average human man on it. <laughs> I love it. Hmm. And in case you forgot, he talks like this. Yep. Come get your produce. Come get your potatoes, your carrots, your turnips. <laughs> Got great produce from the garden of the groundskeeper grown there, raised there. Right from my booth to your table. Good prices. Yeah, he does He does well. You he, love this, and you know it. He doesn't make, like, he doesn't make a killing. He just makes a living, and maybe that's all he wants. Maybe that's, he's just happy doing that in Silverbane. And I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it for Stuart. I like that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I enjoy doing that voice. Uh, 